Welcome to the True Grit Strength Podcast. I'm Ryan Steck. And I'm Rachel Geiger. We created the True Grit Strength Podcast so that we can share our stories around how strength training changed us for the better and helped us to discover our athletic potential, develop grit, and pursue growth in all aspects of our lives. It's through our stories that we hope to share with you that regardless of where you are or where you've started from, you can build strength and athleticism in all ages and stages of life despite loss, injuries, or setbacks. So how do you make a comeback to the gym when the odds are stacked against you? In today's episode, I'm gonna share with you my origin story and how I made a comeback that changed my life forever. So a little bit of background on me. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer and a functional strength coach living, and we're living in Austin, Texas at the time. Now. We're living in Austin, Texas. Now, um, currently. Yes, currently here. <laughs> uh, I've been in the fitness industry for about two and a half years now. Um, I was in marketing and design uh, for about 12 prior to that. Um, and I decided to switch careers to pursue my passion for fitness after making my own fitness transformation and wanting to dedicate my life to sort of helping others through the obstacles that I faced along my own journey. Um, so I've worked in big box gyms, um, training a wide client base, mostly general population of people um, in person. And now I've kind of shifted to things being primarily online. Um, I wasn't always fit. Um, and like many of my clients, I reached a point in my life where I needed to make a comeback to the gym. So I'm really excited to share how I started training and how I got um, to where I am today. Um, so now I need to go deeper into a backstory to when I first started. Um, so this is going to be probably like 2015. Um, and I was about 30, 31 at the time, I think. Um, we were living in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I was working full time at a desk job um, at a tech company there. Um, and I was doing kind of like that nine to five grind um, with the commute and working all day and then coming home. And I had a, like just the habit of kind of like coming home and just crashing on the couch in front of the TV all night. And then it was just sort of rinse and repeat over and over again <laughs> until the weekend came. Um, and then I would go out and, you know, I had a pretty big social life and we spent a lot of time in the bars and I spent a lot of time drinking and partying. So it was just kind of like a routine of going back and forth through all of that thing. And it was just kind of like on autopilot sort of, um, I wasn't very active at the time. In fact, I didn't work out regularly at all, um, at that time. And, you know, I tried a lot of different fitness outlets in the past, you know, like I would have phases where I would like randomly try like group fitness classes mm -hmm. or, you know, I would do a random workout on my phone or I would do yoga in my living room or, you know, I had fitness apps and all that, but like nothing ever really stuck for me um, for very long. Um, and I also kind of like at that time, like I'd really prioritize and let my, all of my sort of adult responsibilities, you know, kind of get in the way of me doing stuff like that. Um, and honestly, like I was kind of a mess, <laughs> like, I didn't really take care of myself. Um, I partied a lot. I didn't really understand what self-care was. I didn't eat well. Um, you know, and just overall, like I had no energy. I was just tired all the time and I just kind of felt just like bad. So, um, like over the last year at this time, like I had joined the softball team and it was like kind of my attempt to get back into it. Like I had previously been athletic um, in high school and I had always kind of considered myself to be athletic, an athletic person, even though I hadn't worked out in a long time. Um, you know, I played basketball in high school. Um, and so my coworkers were starting the softball team and I was amped to just like jump in, jump in and get back into it and be on a team again and have that atmosphere. And I really felt like that was going to get me back into the swing of things. So I had been playing on the softball team probably at that time for about a year. Yeah. Um, 
And I joined the team because I miss feeling, I miss really like, I think the goal is like, I just miss feeling like an athlete and I like missed being athletic and I wasn't, I wasn't active in any other aspect of my life. And I just missed that, you know, competitiveness. Um, and so, you know, I was just using this as my competitive outlet and our team that I joined, um, again, was like with coworkers and friends. Um, it was a hardcore group and yeah, to say the least, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. The team is called the Wolfpack. Um, and I love those guys. I love, you know, it's a co-ed softball team. So girls too. Um, anyway, we took the game very seriously and it was by no means was it recreational like yeah. for us <laughs> it was very hardcore like we were not in it just for fun even though most of the teams that we played against were there just to have a good time we were there to dominate and <laughs> <laughs> it was always a good time uh, playing with those guys so yeah we were fiercely competitive and in there was also a very talented group like um, we just like basically crushed every team <laughs> that we played like we probably should have been in a more competitive d division um you know but winning is fun and <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of it. Um, but, you know, I tell you that to say that, like, the my drive for being on that team, like, as I was playing on this team, like, I realized that it reminded me of how much I just love being out on the field, and I loved being part of the team, and I loved competing. And I really wanted to be able to keep up with my teammates and, like, perform and contribute and just, like, be an active member on this team. And, but, you know, there was, it was like a string of really bad games that I had. And I wasn't really like kind of living up to my own expectations of what I thought this experience was going to be like for me as a member on the team. And I realized that after a while, like I really wasn't just, I wasn't playing well, like the team was doing well, but like I couldn't keep up and I couldn't really play the way that I wanted to. And there was another big factor that was really holding me back at that time. Um, so on this particular night that I remember very clearly, I had like returned home from a game, which we had won. Uh, showered and I kind of just like collapsed on the couch and I really just felt like exhausted and like my back was killing me and this was a cycle that had been kind of happening for a while like usually after a game like it would take me a few days to get back to like 100% where I can like walk around without like hurting at all um, so I'm like laying on my couch I got my feet propped up on some pillows because it just like helped take the pressure off my low back I had the tv on but I wasn't really like paying attention to what I was watching I was kind of just like sort of staring at the ceiling and kind of spiraling out in like my own thoughts, you know? And I like thought back to the last few weeks and I had actually missed some games because my back was hurting really bad. And like I said, like after a game, usually it would take me a couple of days to sort of recover because I was like so out of shape. And I started to realize that like in this spiral that like I didn't have the same skill set that I used to have. And I had been inactive for so long that like I was, I played in field, so I played second base most of the time. So I would get a lot of grounders and I would remember like just sitting there, like on the field, like hoping that the ball didn't come to me because I was like scared to bend over and pick it up because I just knew that it was going to hurt or I was scared that I wouldn't be able to follow through with it. And, you know, throughout the game, I would just feel my back sort of tensing up. Mm -hmm. um, so I had sat out a, a few games. And so in this spiral, I'm like asking myself, I'm like, God, like, why is this happening? And even though it was like really hard to admit, I was like kind of starting to accept the fact that maybe it was possible that I had let a lot of my athletic abilities kind of decline over the years as like sort of, you know, my job and everything else in my life at that time was sort of like taken, taken over. And so I really had started to accept that my, you know, athletic identity that I held onto for so long um, had sort of slipped away. And I actually remember thinking, I'm not actually an athlete anymore. And 
this was a really hard realization for me because sports had always been an outlet for me being active. And it was really frustrating at that time that I couldn't do what I wanted to the level that I wanted to do it. And I really felt like this whole idea that I had of myself in my mind, like this identity that I held on to, like my current identity did not align with who I was at the time at all. It was like a harsh realization on a random Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but I was, I was disappointed and I was frustrated. And, you know, if I'm being completely honest, like it made me feel like when I was comparing myself to my teammates, um, it made me feel inferior and it made me feel less than. And to be completely honest at that time, like I just felt generally like weak. And that was like really scary. And I thought that because I, it was scary to me at that time because I thought like that this was it. Like, I didn't really see a way out. Like, I thought that I had let all this part of me go and that I didn't really think that I could get it back. And I was worried that I was just going to be stuck here. So it was kind of a scary time. So as I'm laying there, like, I just, it literally felt like I just kind of hit a wall. And I was, like, running through my head and, like, being frustrated going down all the list of things that I had tried in the past that, you know, to that didn't work. And now me being on this team was kind of just like this other thing that felt like I was adding to this list of things that I couldn't actually do. And, you know, I also kind of just slip into the thought process of like, all right, but you know, like this is how it is. Like we get older, our bodies deteriorate. Like we have to deal with injuries. We, we're tired all the time. Like we have to go to work and at, at 30 years old. Yeah. At 30 years old. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, like actually, you know what, maybe like playing sports, like, isn't so important. Like I'm not going to be a competitive athlete. Like I'm not doing this to go pro, you know, like, it, like, is that even really that important? Um, and this just must be a normal part of aging and being an adult and, you know, okay, this is it. Like, I'm not an athlete anymore. Like this is just kind of me accepting, you know, my current situation. But as I was doing this, like something I knew just like, wasn't sitting right. And like, I was just like, okay, wait, but this couldn't possibly be it. Like Rachel said, like (laughs) I'm only 30 years old. right? Right. So I'm starting to think about like all the athletic people that I knew and like people who I looked up to and like how many obstacles that like even pro athletes, even like how many obstacles they had probably faced along their whole journey. And even though I was spiraling out and feeling really sorry for myself, obviously, like I also felt kind of dumb because in my frustration, I remember thinking like, it's ridiculous for me to feel this old. Like, like we said, like I'm only 30, you know? So like, maybe I've been taught to think that this is normal, but I don't really believe that it is normal. And, you know, so I'm starting now to like slowly dig myself out of this hole and like realizing that like, I should be able to do these things. Like I should be able to go play on a random softball game on a Thursday night and not get hurt. And I should be able to like work out regularly and I should not be in fear that I'm going to hurt myself. And, you know, I should be able to, you know, go out and exercise in some way and not need like full days to recover. Um, And I wasn't ready to accept that, you know, as my forever reality. Um, And the most important part of this moment to me though, like kind of looking back on it now was sort of this, like, What I realized is that I was actually in control of all of it and that a lot of what I was feeling was due to decisions that I was actually making for myself on a regular basis. And that if I didn't want to spend the rest of my life feeling like this, that it was up to me to do something differently. And I actually had the capacity and the ability to change or at least try to do something different. So even though I didn't know exactly how or what that was, like I knew that it was possible deep down and I knew that I was capable of doing more. And so from that point on, like I was on a mission to see what my body was really capable of. Um, so interplan. Um, <laughs> so it was at that moment that I was like, all right, like 
I have to start training again. And I knew that if I wanted to be an athlete or feel remotely athletic again, that I had to get in shape. So I knew a lot of the things that I had tried before, like, you know, I had done random hit workouts and right. circuit training and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's on like fitness apps and like random stuff you find on YouTube and like going to group fitness classes around the city. Like I knew that all that like high impact stuff, like didn't help my back. And I usually like felt like I got a good workout. I usually felt like I got a good workout, but like it would still just like wreck my back. And so, you know, strength training um, wasn't really something that I'd ever tried seriously. Like I didn't, I didn't know really know how much about lifting weights at the time, but I knew that I wanted to get stronger. And like, I had a feeling that that was kind of like the core root of what a lot of my problems were. So I decided to start there. So I got a gym membership. I bought some fitness magazines at Barnes and Noble for inspiration, <laughs> start flipping through it, like trying to get some ideas for what I could do. And I eventually found my way through a Google search um, by just Googling like <laughs> beginner strength programs. Um, I found a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger uh, by Michael Matthews. And it was had great Amazon reviews. It sounded like exactly the way that he pitched it on Amazon. That <laughs> was like spoke to me. It was like the exact thing that I thought that I needed. Um, this was the first strength program that I ever did. So I ordered it, I got it and I like dove in hard. I think I read the whole thing. I'm a super slow reader, uh, by the way, I, I read the whole thing in like five days and I was like highlighting like crazy. I was like really excited. And I felt like this was the answer. Like I just, something about it. I just had this feeling like this was going to be the thing that was going to get me back on track. So I was super stoked. And I felt like this was going to also be this thing that was going to turn me into this, like by the description in the book, like <laughs> it was going to turn me into this, like super athletic, strong, like Jack dude that was like capable of doing anything and like nothing was going to hold me back. And I was going to be the new star player on my team. And like all my teammates were going to be amazed at how strong I was. And I was going to start like crushing home runs. And in like, like three months. In like three months, yeah. you know, like this Easy. is going to be it. Like I was going to do it. I'm starting today. Let's go. I had very high expectations. <laughs> um, so I start I start uh, the program from the book. I think I was doing like three times a week or something like that following the program. Um, I didn't know how to do any of the exercises, by the way. Like I was literally just yeah. like back squatting, deadlifts, bench press for the first time, all based off descriptions that he gave in this book. Like I was teaching myself how to do this like via YouTube or whatever. Um, but because like I thought at the time also that the more that I did, at one time, the faster I was going to get to my goal. So like I'm doing the strength program three times a week. I'm also still doing random hit classes for cardio right. and I'm doing random yoga to help me recover. You know, I did air quotes just then. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I'm also still playing softball once a week. So, but I thought like all of these things. So basically you're working out like every day, every day, seven, seven days, a, days week. a week. I'm going to crush gotta this hit goal. That three month goal. <laughs> I thought like, all right, this is the path. This is how I'm going to get here. Um, so <laughs> I like, there's the, at the time I'm living in this apartment, there's like a hit studio. Um, it does like hit classes around the corner from my apartment. So um, I, signed up for early morning class and I go to the class and I'm like going through the motions. I was like an hour long hit left click hit class. And I'm like going through it and you know, it's, it's basically hit. So it's like burpees, box jumps, squat jumps, like high volume, everything like just like super high, high impact, reps, high reps, like very little rest. And so I'm like going through it and like, I, it wasn't like one thing that happened. It was just like a slow progression over the course of the class. Like my right. back was just tightening and tightening and tightening. And I was like, 
just determined to make it through the class. And right. like, because I was like, I was so happy because I was like, all right, you I'm on my way. It. I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. And then I haven't had any problems up until this point. Like I refuse to let this thing get in my way. And so right. I just like started pushing through the pain, mm-hmm. but I think I made it like halfway through. And then it was like, somebody was stabbing me like in my low back and it was just like too much. And at this point, like the fitness instructor is looking at me, like she started catching on. So she's like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And so I had to just tell her, I was like, I don't know. I think I did something to my back. So she has me like stretching and foam rolling and like, it doesn't matter. Like, like everything that I was doing, it just kept getting progressively. It was too far gone at this point. So I'm like sitting on the, on the side, like watching the rest of the workout. I like refuse to leave because I was like embarrassed (laughs) and I'm just like watching the class and I'm like also trying to figure out like how I'm going to get home. (laughs) Like, because even though stairs and everything, yeah. Like, cause I'm literally like around the corner, like my apartment is like around the corner and I'm like thinking like, I might have to have her help me get home. So I like, (laughs) so think like I didn't, I didn't, I made it home, but like, I couldn't stand up straight. So I like make it up the steps to my apartment. So important aspect of this story is like that particular day, um, I was supposed to drive to North Carolina from New York to go home for Christmas. And I don't, this was how dedicated I was. I'm like, I'm going to get a workout in before I get in the car for 13 hours. I was doing so well. I like wrecked my back and I'm like calling my sister. My sister lived in DC and I was supposed to stop in DC on my way home. And she was, you know, we were going to drive together the rest of the way. So I'm like calling her. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. And so like, I started to like throwing band-aids on it. I'm like, okay, it's a right. hot shower. I may do that all. like essential oil blend. Right. I'm like rubbing essential oils on me. Um, we're really trying to get you <laughs> to get you there. Right. I like make it to the car. I've got like a, a towel rolled up behind my back to like help support me. And I like make it to DC and she drive my sister drives the rest of the way. Anyway, the next day in North Carolina, I had to go to Dokinovox or whatever and get like a steroid injection for my back. And they gave me some pain meds. And it took me that whole week to get to the point where I could like kind of walk okay. So anyway, I get back to New York and I go to see an orthopedist and just figure out what's going on. And I'm just thinking like, all right, you know, she's going to tell me to to lay off the weights or whatever, stop working out for like four or six weeks, give me some pain meds, like send me on my way. Um, but that's not what happened. I'm like sitting in the doctor's office and, you know, I told her what was going on and she was like asking me like, well, have you done anything new lately? And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I, I started doing all this. I started working out after a long layoff and I was doing, you know, all this hit and I started lifting weights and I started, you know, she's like, well, what kind of weights are you lifting? Or like, what exercise are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm like squatting and deadlifting. She like cut me off right there. And she was like, she was like, basically like, if you have back pain, like, you should never deadlift ever again. And she was like, in fact, actually, like I've always been kind of a a small person. Like I have just, I'm not, I've never been that big. Like I don't weigh a lot. I've always been kind of skinny and lanky. And she was like, you're too small to lift weights. And in fact, you should never deadlift again. And if your back hurts when you do that, you should never actually lift weights at all. And it's just completely off the table. And I was like, okay, well, like, what should I do? Like, surely you're not telling me to not exercise, but she was, she was basically saying for me to rest. 
Right. And I just, you know, I was, I was kind of frustrated and I kept trying to ask questions to get her to tell me like, what was something that I can do? And she just didn't really give me answers. Like she just kept telling me over and over again, not to lift weight. So okay. I get home and I'm back on this couch and I'm back in my, I'm back in my spiral. <laughs> no. Um, and I just felt crushed. Like I felt like I was like back at square one. And again, I'm like frustrated, I'm defeated. And at that point, like I had another realization, which is like, all right, I got two options at this point. Like I can either believe her and I can give up on my goal or I can find another way. And that moment was probably one of the most significant, one of the most significant decisions in my life, because if it would have been like easy to take her advice and really just stop every single thing that I was doing at the time. But I just refuse to accept her diagnosis as the truth. And everybody's listening is probably like, well, you should probably listen to your doctor. Like they know best, right? Like, why are you ignoring right. her diagnosis? Like, this is serious. And, you know, I, it, it wasn't that I disagreed with that. Like I knew that I probably should, but I just, there was something deep down in me that was like, there has to be other people out there. This can't be there. the only option. This can't be right. Like this can't be the only option. There's got to be other people out there who are like dealing with this and who have the answer that I desperately need. Like there has to be another way. So fast forward, like a few weeks later, like in the process of like getting into strength training, I had started listening to like a lot of like, I started, this is when kind of when I started getting into like a hobby of like learning more about exercise and strength training and fitness routines and stuff. And I started listening to a lot of podcasts. So I'm like walking around the city. I think I was like shopping or something. And I'm like listening to this uh, podcast. Um, that featured a man by the name of Dr. John Russin. And <laughs> yeah, and he's he's talking about lifting weights and, and strength training and like the, you know, his sort of progress through his career and like things that he's been studying. And a lot of his work um, was around uh, how to deal with pain. And his background was focused around helping people work around pain so that they're able to live long and, you know, healthy lives. So he was a trainer and then he got his uh, doctor of physical therapy. And so like he was really combining those worlds and that just kind of like blew my mind because I literally never thought of somebody that can do that. I've like just had this doctor tell me, right. you know, who I, you know, respected before I entered there. And she told me that, that this wasn't possible. So it also blew my mind because up until that point, everything that I had read and learned in the, in the fitness magazines that I picked up at Barnes and Noble and right. the Google searches that I had done and the books that I was reading was that in order to get strong, you had to do <clears throat> those traditional barbell lifts. Right. And, you know, if I opened up a program or a workout and it had back squat or it had deadlift in it, and I couldn't do that because I didn't know how, or because I wasn't capable of doing it properly, that I either had to not do that workout or skip that exercise and neglect that entire movement altogether. Right. Um, so I just wasn't educated on like how you could properly modify programs and exercises to, you know, to fit your specific needs. So I never heard anyone talk about this before. And the fact that, you know, everything also too, that I learned up to that point was that if you experience pain in a movement, that that means that you're being harmed and that something really bad is happening with that pain signal. And the only solution to get around that is complete avoidance of that movement or that workout altogether. That was everything that I had known. And which we know, obviously, that like after after a, a long period of time of that, you know, you accumulating those sorts of things, you're drastically reducing the number of things that you actually can do, which obviously over time and as you age is going to limit, you know, your activity level to pretty harmful levels. So I kind of knew that. And this changed my world because I dove in um, to everything, you know, that I was learned. So I dove into all of his stuff. I re start reading his blog articles, like everything that I could find, every podcast that he had been on and really researching all this stuff so I could learn how to train this way. 
And I learned actually through that, that there's hundreds of exercise variations that you can do to start forming. And basically I just took all that information and I started building my own program and my own list of movements and exercises that I could do rather than focusing on what I couldn't do. And Russ had also taught me that the importance of building a strong foundation slowly over time, which is something that I obviously had completely missed <laughs> in this journey, <laughs> right. um, that you need to build a strong foundation so that you can slowly start to progress and slowly build a stronger, more resilient body, which is obviously what I desperately needed at the time. So this is exactly how I've been training for the last four years. And now today I can deadlift from the floor, any deadlift variation I want. I can squat. I can lift more than I ever thought that I could. But more importantly, I can also run and jump and move and feel like an athlete and move like an athlete because now I have the strength and I have the confidence and I've reclaimed my abilities by taking control of my current situation and implementing a training plan that was actually right for me, not just what somebody else was telling me to do. Um, <clears throat> so focusing on building strength and athleticism and resiliency over time in the gym has also translated to performance on the field. So I'm still playing softball at that time that I'm going through this program. And now, you know, I'm hitting the ball farther. I'm running faster. I'm like, more importantly, it's like my dreams are sort of coming true. You know, yeah. like I could play, but more importantly, I could play without feeling like I was going to get hurt. But y'all, it was really like so drastic. Yeah. Like super drastic smacking <laughs> balls out of the park. Like it was incredible. <laughs> right. So, you know, I think over the course of that whole journey, you know, I think really like when I accepted, you know, go going back to that moment on the couch, right? Uh, both moments on the couch. When I'm accepting, when I accepted that I was capable of anything that I put my mind to and I started actively making changes and other, you know, I started actively making changes to solve these problems that I had. It, it really impacted other areas of my life. So like I said, in the beginning of the story, you know, you know, professionally, I was kind of lost. Personally, I was lost. I wasn't living a very healthy lifestyle. Um, and I just kind of felt bad. And so as I'm building my, you know, strength up and everything, it really, it really put other, you know, impacted other areas of my life. And it became a lot easier than to make changes in those areas too, because I no longer was someone who were, who was blaming my circumstances. And I really started taking responsibility for my own actions. Um, and this is why strength training is such a huge part of my life is that it's taught me how to do all of these things. And once I started seeing success in the gym, it was a lot easier to want to be better in those other areas of my life because I felt like a capable human again. And I had like proved to myself that like I could actually do it. And it was through that experience that I realized it wasn't just about sports for me anymore. Like it started out, it was about being better on the softball team and being able to feel like an athlete. And that was a huge motivator for me, obviously through this journey, but it's obviously what got me started, but it was really about what being athletic meant to me, which is being strong, being resilient, being healthy and setting myself up to live a longer, healthier life and really being able to excel on the field or excel on a sports team or in an activity like that was at this, at this point, it's just an added bonus that I get for having done all of this hard work. And I can confidently do not do all of this now um, without fear of getting hurt. So that's my journey. Uh, that's my origin story. Um, and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's funny because, you know, I'm not actively playing on a softball team right now, mm -hmm. but you know, since we moved to Austin, you know, I, what we loved about the city was that it's such an active, so place, active, yeah. you know, and so, you know, we go on hikes all the time, we take the dogs out and, 
Yeah. And I just think about like when we met four years ago, when you were in this couch breakdown phase, um, like there would be full weekends where you could, you wouldn't leave the couch mm-hmm. or the bed or wherever, like right. you were just truly stuck to it because you were in so much pain. Right. Yeah. And, and I it, just think about how different our lifestyle looks now. Right. And I think what's crazy about this is it just never, until I started actively trying to change it, it didn't, it, it was never obvious to me that the reason why I was in, that I couldn't move was because I was inactive. Right. Like you would think that it's the opposite, right? It's like, oh, if I'm hurt, I need to rest. You need to rest. And take a, take a beat. It took me like probably a year to really, A, we'll figure out the right way for me to, the right way to move that I can tolerate certain movements. But also the fact that like the more that I moved, the better I felt and the easier it was for me to work through some of that pain and injury, which I feel like is the opposite of what we are usually told Told, to do. Right. You know, and then, yeah, like Rachel said, you know, it's like being in Austin, I was thinking about this today, like there's so many activities that we can do now on a regular basis. And like, I don't know what started this, but like a couple weeks ago or like a month ago, I was like, I just want to play tennis. Like I've never played tennis <laughs> before, but I just had this urge to like yeah. play tennis. So we like went and bought tennis rackets and we got our friends and we went and played we just, tennis. We got some rackets, got some friends. Yeah. And we just went and played <laughs> tennis for like three hours. Yeah. We were really good at it. <laughs> and it was I like, mean, well, no, we're terrible, but like, <laughs> no, but like good in the sense that we're like out there moving on the court for three hours in the blazing sun, Texas heat. Well, right. And I, so, but I say that because it's like, you know, four years ago, like I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. And, you know, so I think, I would have, well, I would have wanted to do that, but I would have been scared that, you know, oh, okay, well, if I go play tennis, like I'm going to have to lay on the couch, like I'm going to hurt my back, like, oh, we better not. Right. And it's just that fear of like, what could happen. Right. And that like, you know, avoidance, you know, of not wanting to get hurt. So it's just, you know, the more, the stronger that I, that I've gotten, you know, I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Right. For sure. Absolutely. So yeah, stay tuned next week for episode two of the podcast where I will interview Rachel around her origin story and how she got started and has developed into even without past athletic experience developed into uh, a more athletic person now. (laughs) I always get so excited when I hear that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for uh, coming along this journey with me today. Um, I hope you got something positive out of it. Um, we appreciate you listening and we're excited for next week. Yeah. Thanks y'all. Take care.